What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 227 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour, and I'm here with LJ Lowry. What up? And it's just me and LJ Lowry. That's that's it. <laughs> Shelly <laughs> is getting married in a couple weeks, and so she's got a lot of planning and stuff going on with life. Uh, weddings, turns out, you spend a lot of time on them. Uh, so she's got, I think, three weeks she's going to be out, she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she'll come back and no longer be Shelly Waltar, but Shelly Nolan. We're super yeah. happy for her. Congrats. Yeah. We also, another update before we get into uh, the, the regular podcast, your regular listening program. Uh, pledge Drive is happening. It's a summer pledge drive. It's August 28th. You can give now at uh, our GoFundMe. It's got a really weird URL because... GoFundMe doesn't let things just be really easy. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, we put it in the show notes, and you can find it on our social media. We put it on Facebook and Instagram, and I believe Twitter too. Yep. Uh, and so what we're doing, the goal is $2,000, and once we get there, uh, we're working on a new website design, and so that kind of offsets that cost. Um, it's a website redesign, but it's also the interior of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Our website is just kind of slow. Well, and that and uh, the person, the the developers of our theme we have now are no longer updating it. So yeah. at some point we have to make that move anyway. So and we're already like three years outdated um, <laughs> yeah. and it's just going to get worse. And so we figured we should do something before it gets worse. Uh, so we're hoping that, you know, the new redesign, it'll be a little bit more user friendly. It should look mm-hmm. a little prettier, uh, although I don't think the website looks super outdated. Uh, it just kind of feels outdated when you're navigating through some of that stuff. It takes a lot mm-hmm. to get through things. We're hoping that this helps with that. It's probably uh, going to have a new look entirely. Yeah, we're trying to push for it to look similar, but it's it's not going to be the exact same thing, obviously, because we're mm-hmm. uh, changing things over. Um, so it should feel new and fresh and awesome. Um, same good old format though. Yeah. We definitely need your help to do that. Uh, we've been getting like, you guys know, Bible studies and video game reviews, uh, reviews of everything in pop culture. Uh, there are articles that have to do with like, you know, how faith intertwines with pop culture. Uh, a lot of good free resources there. Um, so if you want to help kind of give to that, we would super appreciate it. Uh, yes, yeah. we sure would. I want to do things a little bit differently. I want to give, since we're talking about giving, I will just go through our Patreons real quick. Thank you to Brian Strother, Jordan Garner, Casey Calvo, Sam Watson, Hannah Bacon, Dan Alo, Trey Brayband, Peter Tallow, Michael Miller Jr., Hannah Goose, Dalton Burton, Michael, Caleb Arduin, Communication Flow, and Catherine Van Gogh. Thank you so much for giving. We really, really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, those are those are Patreons. Catherine Van Gogh is a new one, too. It's really, really exciting. And is already given mm-hmm. to our GoFundMe, which is crazy. Super awesome. Yeah, we, we appreciate, appreciate you guys it. so much. That money, if you're wondering, you're like, well, what does the monthly stuff go to? Um, that's all, you know, going into the hosting that we have to do. And uh, it keeps the podcast alive. Uh, it pays for the podcast our, every uh, year. Reim- our reimbursement step program that we started getting going with the first pledge drive. Yeah. That kind of stuff, too. All of our... All of our uh, volunteers 
all of our writers are volunteers, and so they're actually doing this stuff for free, and a lot of the time they're buying their own video games uh, or they're buying their own movie tickets and things like that. And so we're trying to kind of – we can't completely cover the cost of everything yet, uh, but we figured if you're spending your free time to, to give to the community, uh, at least we can do is help in the best way possible. And that's actually mm-hmm. where we say we. ends up being you guys too, so thank you. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. This week we're geeking out about game demos – Netflix's biggest movie yet, and the return of Anakin Skywalker. But first, we'll get into the video games. What what have you been playing, LJ? Because I haven't been playing anything. More Skyrim? More Skyrim. Eh, not even... I, I may have played Skyrim at some point. Um, <laughs> I've really been planning my Dungeons & Dragons uh, campaign, which is going to be a one, one-shot that we're actually doing tomorrow. Um super super excited a bunch of people from my church uh, that have never played D before are coming That's so cool. i try to build something that was like a it's a one shot then kind of experience what it's like to play D without having to uh fully invest in it and i think That's it's cool. gonna work they're gonna level three levels in six rooms um oh just to kind of nice. feel i guess i'll level up two levels because i'll get to level three um just to kind of feel what all that's right. like so right. i'm excited i'll talk to you guys about it more next week that's awesome. That sounds cool. Yeah. Go ahead, LJ. Um, so I've been playing a, the couple big games that came out this week. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is one of them, Ooh. and Paper Mario Origami King is the other. Well, I want both of those. That's um, awesome. I'd say you might be okay not playing Paper Mario. Um, but no? Ghost of Tsushima... Yeah, so so I'll I'll do the bad I'll do kind of the bad before I get to the really good. Okay. Um, so Paper Mario Origami King is like it's got really good aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but so like it, the 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 humor's good. The like art like the the environments are good. Like the story is good. Uh, the humor especially is self aware because like um, there's one part in the beginning where like you you end up going to uh, Peach's castle. And then the door shuts behind you, and then Lu- and then Luigi's like, I've, he's like, I've got experience at this. I just gotta, I just gotta find Mario. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's cool. Making uh, Luigi's re- mansion reference, uh, they roll up to the castle in like a Mario Kart cart. Um, there's another that's part cool. where I think it's like raining or something in an environment, and then it's a dig at uh, like Breath of the Wild and having to like not being able to climb up mountains when it's raining. Okay. Um, yeah, so so the humor is there. It's 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 genuinely funny. Um, How's the, the fighting com- play? The combat yeah. is, and see, that's where I was about to get to because it's not just old school like turn based, which okay. I would have loved. It's got this weird like wheel thing. Um, so like it puts Mario in the center of this like little stadium like arena looking thing, mm-hmm. and so it's got this wheel thing that enemies will line up on, but then you have to like turn the wheel to get to get them lined up in certain ways. So like if you want to use your jump attack, you can get your enemies lined up in a straight line. And okay. so he can just do one, two, three, four, but you actually have to like, before you can do the attack, you have to like turn the wheel to like line it up. It's almost like a word puzzle. And then for like, when you do a hammer attack, you can get four of them. If you can get four of them together, then he can hit at like a wider range, but it's just so weird. I don't know if I like it or not. Like it's very puzzly in that, in that way. But is I, it still I feel like they, turn-based besides that? Yes, it is okay. still turn-based, which is weird. Cause they call it like a wave battle system. 
Um, so it's almost like you're f- supposed to, I guess it's supposed to feel like you're fighting like hordes of enemies pro- probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, to me, it just feels weird right now. And they literally give you the same combat tutorial twice. Like, so they okay. tell you how to do it once and then they tell you how to do it again, not too much later. And I'm like, you just told me how to do this. Like, <laughs> I know how to do it. Uh, I mean, I get it. It's for a younger audience, but it's like, it's very handholdy in that regard. Um, yeah, so the combat, I feel like it could get fun really, like, I, it could get really fun later, mm-hmm. but I just can't say that I really like it. Uh, but everything else about it is, is really cool. I like, I mean, I like it. Um, cool. Yeah, and then so Ghost of Tsushima. This game is it's really good. It's beautiful. It's got a great photo mode. I've been posting pictures about it uh, yeah. every, everywhere. And... Um, I, I, there's just a, a, so much to say about it. It's it's very organic. So you know how you're talking about how like in Skyrim, whenever you walk somewhere, somebody will like hit you up or be like come come up to you and be like, hey, like I need you to do this thing for me, right? Um. So there's so there's stuff like I can just go to like a survivor camp or whatever, just because you know there's people that are still there from the Mongols attacking the island. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the basic of the basic plot of the game is that you're, the Mongols have invaded. You're the last of your clan, and you, and you're kind of trying to like get the island back. And so like you can literally walk into a camp and you can talk to somebody and they can be like, "Hey, have you heard of so and so? Maybe he could help your cause." Or you know like, "Hey, there's somebody's home that's you know that's being attacked. Like maybe you could go help them." Um, a really cool example is that is this this was like a very small side quest. Uh, it, was, it was one of the smaller side quests, but I literally was going in that area to investigate to see what happened. And mm-hmm. so, the 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 man of the house, the, the 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 father of the household, he was literally like running on the road, and he's like basically like help me, like you know, like I already knew what happened, mm-hmm. but basically his icon popped up as if I didn't know that like the quest icon popped up as if I didn't know about it yet. So that tells me that even if I didn't go into a town and already learn about that or talk to somebody, that I would have discovered that happening if I was just on that road or whatever. Right. Uh, cool. So I, I just think uh, the organic way of finding quests, like you can literally go ping like a, a quest mark and then you can just uh, walk through this area and the map only opens up to places that you've been and then question marks pop up. And so you literally have to go to the question marks to see like what they are. Um, if I was to describe it, it's a feudal Japan style, like Witcher, but also like kind of reminds me loosely of like Shadow of War and stuff like that, because like Shadow of War, you're up against this army that's like kind of invading anyway. So it's like, not that you're like getting people, well, you are kind of recruiting, but that's like very story stuff. It's not like you're building an army or anything. Um, but just, I get the same vibes I get from Shadow of War. Like I can just go play for 30 minutes to an hour and probably take a base or just, you know, go kill some enemies or something. Like, it's, it scratches that same itch for me. Cool. Yeah. Uh, super good, right. though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into the gaming news then. Alrighty. Uh, let me scroll back up here. Okay. Uh, so, first piece of news is that uh, yesterday... Uh, I, uh, Nintendo said, hey, we're going to have a mini uh, direct in the morning. And so they said it was a mini, like, third party direct, which they made it clear that, like, you know, we're not going to show anything big. And, right. well, not anything big necessarily, but anything like first party. And so it was eight minutes. So they weren't kidding when they said it was a mini direct. <laughs> yeah. 
So I could literally tell you everything that everything that they showed. Um, so they at first they started with some Cadence of Hyrule DLC, which which is cool. Like I, I guess that is cool because I mean, but it's DLC. They yeah. showed High Res Studios, the makers of Smite and Paladins, their new shooter called Rogue Company. They showed uh, the new WWE like arcade like arcade style wrestling game, and then I can't remember if there was something before Shin Megami Tensei. There, there might have been, but I don't remember what it was. But Shin Megami Tensei is like where the Persona series came from, mm-hmm. and so arguably, I think that's the bigger piece there because they're doing a port of the third game, which I guess was huge on PS2. I think it's third or fourth, and then five they announced the uh, that is coming out next year, which uh, it's a very like Persona is is a direct like spinoff of these. So um, people are not getting Persona on the Switch, but they're getting this. Um, so. I think arguably that was people were excited about that so i'm like cool. that's cool like that's not for me personally but I'm like that's neat that there was something huge enough in there yeah nothing from the tencent pokemon game no <laughs> i'm the only one on the universe that wants more of that they probably were like let's not talk about that until yeah it's out. <laughs> yeah um so this next piece of news is pretty cool for xbox fans xbox owners i should say i know um if I had an well, Xbox. Th- this was also this was also a thing on that they've done on Steam for for a couple times, mm-hmm. uh, but this time th- they're doing it on Xbox as well. But it's the Summer Game Fest uh, thing where they put a bunch of demos for indie games, um, which like it's it's that thing that Jeff Keighley runs that he's been doing over the summer, uh, talking about new games and stuff. And so some of the games on this list are, there's an RPG called Chris Tales that everybody's been looking at. Um, there's uh, that game Skatebird, I think, that got announced on like an indie direct or something is on there. Uh, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, but if you're a fan of indie games, I think this is, this is good for you to go check this stuff out. Uh, but there's a lot there. Cool. Yeah. And then the third piece of news is, uh, I guess it's not really surprising, but uh, according to the NPD, video game sales ha- uh, have been the highest they've ever been in 10 years. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because of COVID and stuff. Yeah, people are home. Uh, some people, like literally the people that are unemployed, for those who are, aren't in the United States, they're making more than they, some of them are making more than they were working uh, so it's like you're getting paid a little extra plus you're at home. Mm-hmm. Why would you pay a video game or two? Yeah, <laughs> it makes a lot yeah. of sense. The 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 I guess this isn't also surprising either. But the crazy thing is that console sales were down. Um, huh. which that to me that comes from like obviously they're not producing as many, so places were selling out. Like um, I bought an Xbox One X during this whole thing. And it was so hard to even find one. I ended up ordering one off of Amazon that was technically like refurbished. And I got it for a good price, but there was just absolutely nowhere you could find a PS4 Pro, an Xbox One X, mm-hmm. a, a, a Switch. Um, like, luckily, this stuff is kind of coming back into circulation now. Mm-hmm. But it, there was like nowhere for like you to buy any of those at, at one point. And so... It was just interesting. I mean, it, it makes sense, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, cool. Yeah, into the poll uh, list. Yeah, so uh, we got a quick little poll list. The Crisis Remastered trilogy is coming to Switch only. 
this week uh, they delayed the the other versions of it. Um, so I guess it's a I don't know if it's a demaster, but anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, now we're gonna see if our if our PCs from from ten years ago couldn't run Crisis now apparently our Switch can. This is crazy. I know. Oh. <laughs> the Switch is up there. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I I may have a copy to talk about that next week. Um, cool. We will have a review for this game. We have been provided a copy, uh, which is uh, I'm allowed to say that. So. Cool. Uh, this is Carrion. Um, it is from Devolver Digital and is a reverse horror game where you play as this creature, this monster that like it looks. It's very sci-fi, and it looks pretty crazy. So okay, uh, yeah, looks like that a lot of fun. And that's coming to Game Pass as well. Um, so yeah, um, stay tuned for that review. Sweet. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the movies then. LJ, did you watch any movies this week? Yes, I did. I watched Palm Springs with Andy Samberg. Okay. I don't yeah. I know who Andy Samberg is, but I don't know what Palm Springs is. Uh, this movie came out on Hulu. It's a, a Hulu original. Okay. And uh, Which is weird because I heard they ever watched like, Hulu original stuff. But I heard about it, and I'm an Andy Samberg fan. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, I'm sure you can expect um, that this movie is rated R. There is a, a lot of adult themes. There's a lot of sexual stuff in there. But I also found it weird that there wasn't actually any nudity. Okay. Like, <laughs> it's like everybody just had their clothes on all the time. So I'm like, okay, I'm good with this. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just good. found it odd that I'm like, I'm, I find it odd. But I'm like, hey, this is better than nothing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's it's pretty good. It's it's a very Groundhog Day concept. Um, so, uh, so it's centered around this wedding uh, the maid of the maid of honor. She, uh, she meets this guy, and so uh, things happen to her. Like you know, they're about to hook up, whatever. She, uh, and then uh, all this stuff happens to play out where she discovers that she is now in a time loop, and discovers the and discovers that he's been in stuck in the same time loop for years. Oh, or I don't know. If, I don't know about years necessarily, but he says a long time. So he's already been stuck in the time loop. And so it's a very Groundhog Day format to where like the day resets and stuff like that. Okay. And Happy uh, Death it's... Day. yeah, yeah, I guess so. I haven't seen that movie, um, but you should. I'll check it out. Way better than um... any right to be. <laughs> <laughs> I got some. I, I know. I, I know some other people that would tell me to go check that out. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny. It's it's generally funny, and obviously it gets a little serious in some parts. Kind of dealing with the fact, like you know, of being stuck in the loop and all that. And uh, I liked it. Um, so if you can, uh, oh, J.K. Simmons is in it too. Okay. And I'm uh, after Portal, especially. I'm a fan of anything J.K. Simmons is in. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's in it. He's really good in that Ruth too. Day. Hmm. Gave you lemons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, it's good. I recommend if, if you can, uh, if if you're one of those people that uh, is okay with watching rated R stuff and comedies, uh, I recommend it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of time on Netflix this week, and so part of that was watching The Old Guard, Sweet. which is, how do you say her name? Sharice Theron? Yeah, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Charlize Theron. Uh, it's her movie about these warriors that are... Uh, basically immortal and mm-hmm. so they've been living for thousands of years uh, and they have swords battle axes and all this stuff that they're but it's also modern day so mm. 
they'll like shoot people till they're out of bullets and then like go after them with a sword and stuff and oh, wow. uh, yeah that's all been pretty cool and then like i said they're immortal so they'll get shot down and they'll just kind of lay there for a second and then they'll get back up and just go back at it <laughs> what um, that's crazy yeah so that sounds it's, cool. it's a cool concept for sure and the acting uh, is done really well what mm-hmm. i will say is that i would have loved for the stakes to be a little bit higher okay. uh in this movie they kind of set it up to just be kind of like uh I don't know. The stakes are just really low. It's not the save the world thing. It's a very personal story to them. Uh, and they bring up stuff about the lore of the world uh, that they don't really use in the so end. So it's more of a medium rare than a well done. Yeah. So it's a lot of these really cool <laughs> concepts. And like I said, the acting was done uh, from everyone uh, as far as I could, like, as far as I think of. Um, I just, it, it kind of fell flat as far as the story goes. Mm. Uh, but it does set itself up for a sequel. And I would hope that the sequel Ooh. would have a little bit more of that because uh, I really like the characters and I really like the concept. This is a it's a fun watch. I would definitely recommend it. It was rated R. I don't remember any nudity, um, but it's definitely super gory. I mean, the whole mm-hmm. thing is like these immortal people just slaughtering uh, for the good of the world, of course. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. They're the old guard. Um yeah, I don't know. With that concept, you'd think that they'd be fighting some immortal force that's been after them for thousands of years or something, or like, you know, out uh, destroying someone that's going to like destroy the world because that's what they're there for. That's what they exist for. Mm-hmm. They don't really have any reason to be immortal, as far as we can tell yet. Huh. Uh, they're just kind of they are, and so they've done good things throughout their lives because that's. I mean, what else are they going to do with their immortality besides help people? Mm-hmm. it's weird yeah so so that sounds cool the old guard you said it was yeah and it's one of the top 10 on netflix right now it's doing really well i've been wanting to watch that it's cool we watched warrior nun before that and so it was kind of this like i i think i wanted more warrior nun when mm-hmm. watching it and that definitely wasn't what it was uh hmm. but it had this kind of like I don't know. I just kind of, I thought it would be similar in its tone. Um, I would say watch Warrior now before you watch Old Guard. But Old Guard. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Fun watch. Cool. Uh, yeah. We'll get into the movie news. Uh, speaking of Netflix, let's let's start there. Uh, they are working on, like I said, Old Guard is in the top ten. I think it's one of the best well-doing movies in Netflix right now. Um, best well done. You know what I mean. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Russo Brothers are back at it. They made Extraction with Chris Hemsworth. And now they're making another movie. I don't think it has a title yet. Gray Man? It might be. Huh. I don't know. Um, but it's going to have a $200 million budget, which is Netflix's most expensive movie to date. That sounds pretty high. Yeah. It's going to star Chris <laughs> Evans and Ryan Gosling. So, really big names. Uh, Chris Evans, of course, being Captain America, who's worked with the Russos before uh, in Civil War and Avengers and all those movies. Hmm. So it's about assassins. I remember hearing something about that, um, but Ooh. we don't really know anything more than that yet. I'm That'd excited be neat for if it. like they were like up against each other, like maybe like an assassin cool. movie like that. Yeah, with I, I'm a big fan of Chris Evans, uh, obviously from Captain America, and then also. Mm-hmm. His stuff with uh, oh, what was Knives Out. 
in Knives Out. He was that really movie's good. so good. Yeah. Oh, I love and it. And he does so well in it. Um, and Ryan Gosling's good, too. But mm-hmm. I, I'm really excited to see Russo Brothers work with Chris Evans. I think that could be real good. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. $200 million. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... Uh, this is kind of cool. Hopefully, we'll see if it actually happens. Uncharted, it will be filming next week, supposedly. Uh, I feel like yeah. it's always getting delayed, uh, but supposedly it's, it is happening. And that has Tom Holland being Nathan Drake. Um, mm-hmm. So that movie's still happening. They're still trying to get it going. I feel like every time they start it, though, something happens. Yeah, well, that was... He posted that picture to be like... It was like, day one, whatever. And then they're like, no, it's not day one. It's soon, but that's not today. Kind of thing. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I, I bet they they will be filming. But it was just kind of one of those things where... He probably was like, like, 5 o'clock in the morning, got dressed yeah. to go to work. And they were like, no, Tom Holland, go on. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's... I wonder if they use him almost as like a marketing scheme now because oh, he's yeah. kind of known, known for that stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. day so, one it's not day one tom yeah <laughs> yeah not yet <laughs> go home yeah and then i don't know how many people are gonna be excited about this uh but i'm very excited about this and that is that a wishbone movie is in the works and if you don't remember who wishbone is he was a dog on like pbs and they would open up a book, and mm-hmm. he would go into the book, uh, and it was like a real-life live-action dog, would go into the book, and then he would become the main character, and they would retell these old-school books. And it was so good. It was like like Tom Sawyer kind of stuff. I have I'm, the image in my head, but I've never actually seen he it. He's a little thing. terrier, and they would dress yeah. him up, and I think he would talk, but I can't really remember. I feel I like feel he like had he to did. have. Yeah. Uh, it was great. I don't know if it holds up. I probably it probably doesn't. But <laughs> I can't imagine a talking dog. It probably his mouth probably didn't move. He probably just like had the camera on him and a voice played. Probably. Um, but I have very fond memories. I think uh, Tom Sawyer. I think it's my favorite retelling of Tom Sawyer. So that's cool. I don't know when that's happening, but Universal is working on it, and I'm really excited. I just <laughs> give me more of that show. I just want more of the show. <laughs> yeah, be super cool. I mean, they could throw that on a streaming service somewhere easily. Yeah, and if it was still educational, that would be great. Mm-hmm. I uh, I learned a lot from those. I think I learned a lot of history too. I don't know if it was all books. It might have been like history too. Probably. I feel like it was. I feel like I learned hmm. a ton from them. Okay, <laughs> we'll get into the TV news. That was we're running right through this. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, go ahead, LJ. You been watching more Westworld? Yes. Uh, still not too many episodes. Like I think I watched like a couple last time. And um, yeah, it's still good. I'm still enjoying it. It's 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 really good. I, I like the soundtrack. So I have this idea where I'm pro- I'm gonna play the first Red Dead Redemption since I just beat the second one. Mm-hmm. I, I want to play that, but with the Westworld soundtrack. I think that would be really cool. Okay, that'd be cool. That'd be sweet, because uh, I really like the soundtrack in that. Yeah, and just some of those, like, apparently somebody told me there's more, like, alternate versions of, like, popular songs later in the se- in the show, too. So, oh, like, yeah. So I hear those. 
Because my favorite moment still is the one in the first episode whenever they had Paint It Black. I was like, oh, the soundtrack's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really loving the, the, the acting. The acting is so good uh, from, from just about every character. So the thing that... So I discovered this one. I was like third or fourth episode in, but I didn't know that Teddy was James Marsden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Into the fourth episode. It was like the third or fourth episode in, and I was like... Oh, I was like, that is so cool because usually you see him in goofy stuff like Sonic, you know, like that's kind of all he's like really done is like some of the lighter stuff as far as I know. But then whenever I saw that he was in Westworld, I was like, I thought it was really good because I didn't like recognize him at at first. And so I think it's really cool that he was able to play that character and immerse himself into that character so well that like, oh yeah, I don't know who this even is. And then I think once he like took off his hat, I think when they showed him without his, without his clothes on and stuff, I was like, no way. <laughs> so I just thought that was really cool. Cause I was like, yeah. okay, yeah, that's, that's how they're get to me. That's how good the acting is. It's like when I can't tell like who someone who the actor is or who the voice actor is, then to me, that is really good. Like for the longest time, I didn't know that Joel in the last of us was Troy Baker. Yeah. Up until up until like a couple years ago, and so to me, I'm like to me that's when I think like. So how many episodes are you in now? It's only like I'm only in like four probably. It's it's moving like slow, but the build up is just really good so far. Okay, so I don't want to spoil anything for you, Mm -hmm. so I won't. But pay attention to the logos. To the logo of Westworld. The actual logo. The actual logo of the the show? show. When you see oh. it in in the show, take note of, of the details. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, um, you're not gonna find anything just looking at it. You gotta throughout the whole show, just pay attention to the logo, okay. and it'll uh, you'll you'll have fun with it. It's good. I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> more than that. Cool. You're gonna be that looking at it cool. and going, "What about it?" You'll see. It, <laughs> watch a few episodes. Just have it in your mind what the logo looks like. Yeah, uh, and you'll have fun. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. There's no like hidden right details on. in it or anything, but uh, I'm sure it changes somehow. <laughs> the show is so cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's really it's it's, it's it's well written. It's well acted. It's superb. It's like to me, it's easily like possibly one of the best shows. Like as far as I've seen, it's just so well done. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I have been watching. A show that I've been wanting to watch since we talked about it on the podcast, and that is Cursed. Uh, and that is oh, the yeah. story of the Lady in the Lake. Um, mm-hmm. oh, I can't remember the character's name. It's a really weird name. Nimue. Nimue. Because mm-hmm. I thought they were calling her Nimwit the whole time. Uh, and it's not what I thought it was going to be. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of bummed about that because I just wanted more Last Kingdom, I think. Uh, and in the trailers they didn't show it being extremely fantastical and it definitely is there is like uh fairies and i don't think we've seen elves yet but uh they're all fae like the lady of the lake minue hmm. is a fae herself um and she is a witch but she's like a super powerful witch mm-hmm. and she doesn't know it and then she like lives in a whole community basically um of people that have like i don't know if they all have powers or what makes them fey because they all look human uh, except that when they touch green it seems to turn their faces green and stuff huh interesting Uh, yeah i don't i don't only a couple episodes in so i'm not super 
understanding of how all that works. Uh, the acting's really good so far. I just think, like, and they did it on purpose, but it just seemed cheesy. It was extremely bright at the very beginning of the show. And, it darkened uh, it up, probably. Yeah, it got darker as it went throughout the episode to um, kind of show that, like, there was a <clears> lot of hope in the beginning, and then it kind of became this hopeless place. So, have they gotten into the Excalibur stuff? Is that, like, even a thing yet, or? Yes. Ooh. I mean, yeah. I figure it's two spoilers, so you probably can't say, but. Right. Um, yeah. Now, she has, she gets Excalibur pretty quickly. They don't call it Excalibur, um, but you know that's what it is. Mm. Um, so that's weird. So it sounds like they are doing the Lady of the Lake thing, but then mm-hmm. also flipping that too. So, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. The sword. So it's like they're doing both. I think, I think they said the sword was made by Merlin. Ah, uh, Okay. And I don't know, I don't think that gives anything away. I think that's revealed in the first couple episodes. Um, I don't know if that was a big secret or not, but it's been really, like, cool so far. I just didn't realize how fantastical it would be. It was very lit up and all the fairies and stuff, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't really, I wanted kind of, you know, Game of Thrones is very realistic, but then there's mm-hmm. some dragons. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of hoping for that from this to where it would be very realistic, except that she's got all these crazy powers with her sword. Hmm. Um, other than that, like that's a personal complaint. I think that someone who's wanting a it's, kind of a darker Lord of the Rings type thing. So it's definitely leaning into more of the fantasy element. Yeah, if you like fantasy and high fantasy, uh, I think you'll. Yeah, really well, because when you said cool. like fey stuff, it made me think of like D and D. Yeah, definitely. like how, how elves like have like fey ancestry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of the fey background. Yeah. And we mentioned Merlin. That's played by Gustav Skarsgård. He played Floki in Vikings. And then he plays the security guard in Westworld. LJ will meet him later on in the show. Mm. Uh, and I really... So I saw him in the trailer, and he looked just like Floki to me. I was just like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because I remember you're like, I wonder if it's the same guy. And then sure enough, it is. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I figured... I was, I was kind of excited for it, but I figured he was just going to phone it in and be Floki in this mm-hmm. show because it's kind of like the same time era and he gets to play a crazy wizard uh, which he plays a crazy boat maker and vikings and so i was like oh he's, <laughs> yeah. he's already got that character down he's got uh, the crazy yeah and that is not <laughs> the case gustav skarsgård maybe one of the most underrated actors i have like in, in today's world hmm. like he may be one of the most underused I don't know why he doesn't do more movies. He's really, you really said, good. Because you said he plays like a good old boy or something as a security guard, right? Yeah. He's kind of like, like I run this show now. And he's got this American accent, I believe. Uh, huh. In Vikings, he also obviously has kind of a Norse uh, yeah. uh, accent. And mm-hmm. he does a very high-pitched, weird thing with his voice in that. Yes. And then in this, it's a deeper voice. And he it's almost uh, kind of a Jack Sparrow but maybe a little bit more proper British. Um, and like, I didn't expect it at all. He, he plays this crazy wizard, crazy and drunk wizard. Um, mm. so differently from Floki. And, uh, I don't think I've seen the char- the actor play the same character twice yet. And that's awesome. Yeah. Totally took me out of thinking of him as Floki. And I was like, Oh no, you're a whole different character. It's really easy to see him as that different character. Uh, and he does it so well. It's yeah, a little Jack Sparrow, but... There are actors like that where, yeah, like, they do seem to play, like, 
not themselves necessarily, but they have a particular like style of acting where they end up feeling the same in a lot of other stuff. Like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, you think a lot of like action heroes, you know, Bruce Willis Mm -hmm. and, uh, I would say Dwayne Johnson and a lot of his stuff. Jumanji's a little bit different, but, uh, they have those actors that kind of play that same character. Yeah. It's like, like Jason Statham and stuff. Yeah. Action movies are especially guilty of it. Yeah. And the scars guards, there's, I think there's like three of them that are brothers and they're all in Hollywood. Um, they're all pretty good. Gustav Skarsgård is getting slept on, people. He needs, <laughs> he needs to be in more. <laughs> yeah, I was cool. very impressed. <laughs> well, we get into the TV news. Trying to think of how to tie this all together. Netflix, uh, kind of. <laughs> There's a Joe Exotic uh, documentary coming out. It's not Tiger King. It's although season Planet two of that would current. be great. This is from Animal Planet. And Animal Planet... He's making a documentary called Surviving Joe Exotic. It takes place a few weeks, I think, before his arrest. So I don't know mm-hmm. how much time. They might have turned it into a movie. Um, I didn't see if it was a movie or a show, but that would make sense. I think it was like, 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 a, like a special or something, probably. Okay. Yeah, because four weeks isn't a lot of time to film a documentary. It's not. Um, it looks very intense. Uh, he like There's a chicken or something cawing behind him. And he pulls out his gun and shoots. And he's like, shut up or go away. And the bird stops as though he shot the bird. But I don't know if he shot the bird or if he just scared it away from him. I'm going to assume he shot the bird. Yeah. I... But I can also see TV making that a big deal and being like, ooh, you don't know if he did or not. Yeah. Suspense. I don't know what happened. He's like in the middle of his interview, too. And like mm-hmm. the guy stops talking. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because he pulls his gun out. Then he shoots the bird, and they're like, all right, well. <laughs> uh, so the trailer for that is out. It comes out uh, late July, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I saw the the thing you had, the, th- the link you had said Amazon Prime also, so I wonder if it's going to be, be cool. on Amazon Prime. Yeah. July 25th. I bet it would be on Amazon Prime. You're right. It does have a Amazon Prime video. Yeah. So it's probably going to so- be on both. That'd be cool. It, uh... Amazon wanted crazy. a piece of that pie. I feel like it's Animal Planet. At the very end, it makes it almost seem like it's where the animals are that escaped his zoo. And just not yes. like, literally escaped, but were able to be, like, bought or... Um, yeah. It could be more like Carol Baskin type stuff of, like... Because she owns a rescue. Uh, it might be that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But it looks interesting. Yeah. I'm fully invested in that world. <laughs> It happened. Uh, Doctor Who. This is pretty exciting. So for Doctor Who fans, the show has now been revived longer than it was canceled. That's awesome. Yeah. So I can't remember how long it had been delayed for, but it's been going again since 2005 with Chris Ruckleston. So Mm -hmm. really big milestone for them to kind of have gone that far. It's like 15 years at this point. Yeah. I wonder how long the original series ran. I don't I don't remember. But I Into the 90s, I believe. But I don't know because I, would, I wonder how they kind of count that because there was an American movie made uh, that did really poorly. Oh. With the Doctor. And that technically would have been The Last Doctor Before Eccleston. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. I, don't, I never heard about that. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not a big, big Hoovian. <laughs> I don't. Know I much. was for a while. I uh, I still am, but I I'm really not caught up. I need to get back into it. Yeah. Um, I watched like half the season with the new Doctor. Oh yeah. So I'm a little behind. There's like two seasons out with her now. Oh cool. I think. Um, but yeah, congrats to them. That's awesome. Yeah. And this is probably the biggest news on the TV world is that Hayden Christensen might be returning. Uh, for Obi-Wan, the TV show on Disney+, Plus, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, me too. That's exciting because he was one of the actors that suffered from a lot of stuff like in the making of those prequel movies. Yeah, I haven't really seen him in anything since. Yeah, he, he hasn't. Like that, I Jumper or say Push it. or something? Oh yeah, he was in Jumper. That's the last thing I think I've seen him in. Yeah. I, uh... But the, the reason that they're... Uh, this is getting rumored is uh also another rumor is that obi-wan is going to have flashbacks of the clone wars so that's why you'd have hayden christensen there uh, that'd be neat yeah i really want to see them kind of get some i haven't watched the clone wars, wars tv in. show but get to see some of that would be really really cool i want to see like what their armor would look like in live action because like the closest look you get to that is in like star wars battlefront 2 mm-hmm. it's the actual uh, likenesses of the of the live action of the like the hayden christensen and Ewan McGregor, but they have their, their like stormtrooper looking armor that kind of like it's kind of reminiscent of like the clones. Yeah. Um. So I would like to see like the look of of the of those outfits in that'd be cool in live action. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would even if it's like a little bit. Um, it'd be cool to see Hayden Christensen come back and just even if it's for you know one or two flashbacks of them in the middle of a fight or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It could be cool. I think that's awesome. Uh, I'm really excited for this Obi Wan TV show. Yeah, it's it's uh it's looking good, sounding yeah. good. Mandalorian's kind of got me sold on it for sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that is that's that. Uh, you out about anything else this week? Um, no, uh, not really. I have done a couple sessions of that Rick and Morty D and D campaign. Uh huh. And it's fun. been like. Yeah, well, it yeah, it was kind of awkward the first time just because like I feel like I didn't do much as much prep as I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, still, this is the first game I DM'd. But then we did one this week, and I I I felt like I did a lot better. But also the also the campaign progressively got better, and it just got into more like jokey stuff and a lot <laughs> more bigger bigger enemies and stuff. It, it has a very good progression because like the first couple rooms are just like goblins and here's some funny stuff in here but as you progressively go in it seems to just get zanier and zanier um so yeah i mean it seems like my uh my players are enjoying it and so at least if they're enjoying it that means i know i'm doing all right so yeah cool (laughs) yeah well we'll end the podcast there lj where can they find you at you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WarHeroLJ, and you can find me streaming on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace. I'll be finishing Portal on Friday. Cool. And you can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. I just found out, I should have said this, uh, the D&D campaign that I was supposed to do tomorrow. I hope Tia doesn't hear me because she'll freak out. It just got canceled. <gasps> hey, that means you have more prep time. Yeah. Um, we're having an upsurge in Arkansas, and so they're not allowed to, uh... Have people meet. Yeah. Mm, it's unfortunate. Anyways, you can find me at Cody on Instagram. Uh, I just found that out and was like, man. <laughs> Keep gaming. Keep praying. 
and God bless. Cool. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.